Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yeah. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Greetings! And welcome to episode three of the Estrogen Power Hour. I am Keelan Ballou, and joining me are Crystal O'Keefe, Colleen uh, Sullivan, Janice Scurrio. <laughs> welcome. Thank you for joining us. Are you going to talk like that the whole episode? Yes. Good. Absolutely. <laughs> I dare you. <laughs> uh, even through the serious topics. <laughs> yes. So before we get started, y'all should probably know that we really don't have a set schedule to record, essentially, uh, once some shit happens. And, you know, shit always happens, you know, either to us or the league. We're just usually like, hey, do you want to record? And the r- usual resounding answer is hell yes, because we got some shit to say. <laughs> All the shit. This is going to end up becoming like a weekly thing. <laughs> the way this is, the way Group we're training. Therapy. Here's the new <laughs> view. Dude, no fucking kidding, man. Yes. We'll talk about Ugh. some of the things that have been going on in the baseball world. Uh, but I think we should start off with some good news. Uh, yeah. the, the one good thing that's potentially happening uh, this week so the Summer of 54 tapping event for the Lost Boys is happening tomorrow at Haymarket Hay Pub and Brewery. Uh, it is sold out uh, the last time that I saw. I was lucky enough to snag a ticket. I believe, Keelan, you were going as well. Yes. Uh, are, are any of you <laughs> other ladies going? Shucks. No, because... So this is my problem. I see things and I click on them and I'm like, I want to go to that. I'll buy my ticket later. And then I forget for a month and then 
it's tomorrow. And I'm like, <laughs> I will be becoming an aunt tomorrow. Therefore, I would oh, like to exciting. be around for my sister-in-law. Babies. That's so very exciting. Babies, beer, both very great things. <laughs> yep. uh, but uh, they are tapping the summer of 54. Uh, it's an IPA. Uh, so it's kind of sprung out of conversation between uh, Jay Westbrook, uh, whom I know is, is Major League on Twitter, and our friend uh, Shakia Taylor, a uh, curly fro. Uh, so the name pays tribute to uh, the first summer both Chicago baseball teams had a black player. So, and Minnie Minoso joined the White Sox in 1950. Ernie Banks joined the Cubs in late 1953. So it's a beer of celebra- baseball and friendship. And, you know, we love friends here at the, at the Estrogen Power Hour. Um, we love, we, we like love, beer. We like friends. Precisely. Precisely. We, we love our neighbors on the north side, most of them. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Let's not go that far. I, I know, I know. Pump the brakes a little bit, but anyway, uh, what's really cool about tomorrow is that the proceeds from the sale of each pint are being donated to Lost Boys. Uh, So they're an organization based on the South Shore uh, neighborhood of the city, and they provide instruction, training, and the competition of organized baseball and softball to youths who are not as likely to be exposed to the game, uh, just mainly because baseball is a very expensive sport to get into uh, as someone who is a softball dropout from West Lawn Little League many, many years ago. I can tell you right there that the cost of uniforms, equipment, training, coaches, all of that is very expensive. So uh, Lost Boys is a great organization kind of hoping to even the playing field to make sure that baseball isn't filled with just a bunch of rich kids because what fun is what fun is that? Rich people are boring anyway, so. And yeah. check the show notes. We will have our show notes or if you're listening on the blog, it's on the page. Will be a link to Lost Boys Inc. So you can donate time or money, and yes. you can find the beer yourself. Absolutely. So while Keelan and I are indulging in many summer of '54 pints tomorrow, uh, you all can save your livers by donating to the link that's going to be on the blog page. So thank you very much in advance for giving Lost Boys your uh, uh, well-deserved, well-deserved donations over to that organization. Yes. And they do programs all year round, which is nice. Um, Because being in Chicago, you don't always get the all year round programs of the kids in like California or Arizona or Florida. So it's nice that they can do clinics and things all year round. So so then, you know, the kids have shit to do. And they can keep their talents up. That's true. Yeah, we'll post. Um, I'm sure Janice and I will post some pictures too, so you guys can see those um, if you follow us on the social media. Yeah, um, but yeah, I'm pretty excited. I have FOMO. Yeah, I, I'm pretty excited about tomorrow. Uh, some other really cool baseball folks will be joining uh, that party. Uh, my my friend uh, John Taylor. Uh, uh, who is J.A. Taylor on Twitter. Uh, he is a writer, editor for Fangraphs. Uh, he will be there tomorrow. So uh, yeah, lots of cool folk to rub elbows with while supporting a fantastic cause. Oh, so late breaking news just came across Twitter. Uh, Major League Baseball is committing $100 million to the Players Alliance in hopes of attracting more Black players and other minorities to the sport on and off the fields. 
Oh, was that the uh, the collaboration that I, I was yeah. on Twitter earlier? Okay, so so Major League yep. Baseball is not collaborating with CalicoCutPants.com then. Fan <laughs> face, first of all. Because <laughs> you got to give. Well, and I was like, didn't the last thing they announced was like some cryptocurrency Ponzi yeah. scheme? Yeah. Mm. So it sounds, well, okay, $100 million is like pocket change to Major League Baseball, but I guess I don't. At first I thought you said $100,000 and I was like, <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah, okay, good. $100 million is like a pocket change to Major League Baseball and because I'm feeling crabby and bitter today, I feel like they <laughs> should give more. That is very more- like seal blues. Here's $10. Go see a Star War. <laughs> Here's ten. How much is a banana? <laughs> How much could it cost, Michael? <laughs> you know, it definitely like, kind of shows, yeah, how out of touch that some, like, some rich people can be with just life in general. Yeah, I mean, I just uh, like I just I'm so bitter and jaded today about Major League Baseball. Just a hundred million dollars. Yeah, that's great. Like. Thank God they're finally giving money to do something, but you know, there's other shit that they can concentrate on. Like they decided this year that they're going to start incorporating Negro League stuff into stats and into record keeping. And it's like, okay, well, it's the 101st year. The 100th anniversary got canceled last year because of COVID and we can't have nice things. So instead of doing actual things to for the 101st year because there's people around now um I thought they were actually gonna do shit and they're not so yeah I'm kind of like all right whatever it has been very informal or silent and even from like a um profit perspective I'm surprised they haven't jumped at it I mean I don't expect them to do a lot of noble things without some kind of motive but yeah that's surprised me um there hasn't been that like profit grab for that now. Nope. Well, I mean, once they figure out how to monetize it, they will. Yeah. I just yeah. saw a much better idea float across my Twitter timeline uh, from Julie Brady, AKA destroy baseball. Let Edwin Jackson, Curtis Granderson and CC Sabathia become commissioner. Yes. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> That's a fantastic um, idea. The lovely guys over at, um, Tipping pitches frequently dip for Curtis Granderson to be the <laughs> commissioner of baseball. And like, I wouldn't be mad about it. Curtis would not Granderson be mad about it. Awesome. Uh, just the fact that he actually likes baseball. Yeah, that's, I, I think uh, overqualifies him for the job, unfortunately, right there. Yeah. Yeah. But he like, Curtis Greenerson does all kinds of great things. Like he donated all that money to UIC, didn't want his name on the field, but because um, it's part of the U of I system and their state state school and they get funding from the state, they had to put his name on it because of yeah rules. Um, but I mean, just that, that him wanting to give all that money and say like, I don't want the attention is amazing. He's super dope. I love Curtis Greenerson. 
Um, yeah, but he never got a ring. On the flip side, though, I really did love uh, the tweet from Pete Abraham, who's a Red Sox writer for the Boston Globe. He said last night that <laughs> it appears the same 20 teenage kids are booing Rob Manfred every time he comes out. Tedious <laughs> at this point. There's a few hundred fans here. <laughs> so it's like, what? that's like a pretty large percentage of the crowd just booing Rob Manfred. The youths are on to it. The youths. That's like me being the youths. one person who boos Tony LaRusso when they announce his name at the book. <laughs> that's just me it's me going boo it reminds me of the tweet that I saw where the guy was at the planetarium and then they showed the earth and everyone started <laughs> or, or one person started booing <laughs> the baddie we are the baddies yep <laughs> America yeah okay. well Colleen you said that you're in a bad mood and it's you're thinking about depressing things, and I would say our podcast only gets more depressing from here. I would say yes. depressing. I would yeah. say more <laughs> anger-inducing. This is Thank a you. buckle up, buttercup podcast. It is. Listen. Hashtag buckle up. If some of these dudes talk to me on the street the same way they talk to me on Twitter, they would be down some fucking teeth. Like... Listen, I am not a Southern Belle. I was raised on the south side of Chicago. I will fucking fight you. <laughs> I don't play. And just the fact that some of these dudes in my mentions this weekend, I'm like, who, first of all, who the fuck are you talking to like that? Because it ain't me. It better not, it's also, as shit is that me. If you notice, there is a huge recurring theme with all of these those assholes and your mentions and my mentions too. And it's the, the common yep. theme is they are talking about things that they are not knowledgeable about. <laughs> my favorite is every time we talk about Trevor Bauer and you know what? And for the longest time I've like bleeped his name on my timeline and I've decided I'm not going to fucking do that anymore because if you want to yell at me about Trevor Bauer, I want to yell at you back and tell you you're fucking wrong. Okay. The amount of people that have been coming out and defending him of well she consented in a text message yeah she consented to have rough to have rough sex there is nothing wrong with that you want to have sex with someone have bdsm get choked good for you i'm not here to kink shame however she did not consent for him to make her pass out and for him to punch her she did not consent for him to crack her fucking skull she was in the emergency room. She had black eyes. He cracked her skull. That there, should be the line. Yeah, there's no, him, there's no consent when you're unconscious. Oh, nope. No. I and, in the, and in the state of California, it's in their penal, it is specifically in their penal code, which again, quick fucking Google search, you lazy assholes. I'm not doing your fucking homework for you anymore. <laughs> in the penal code, section four, Subsection A, if you are unconscious, you cannot consent. That is in the criminal penal code. So guess what? I hope he goes to fucking jail. I don't give a shit that he plays baseball. He's a gigantic piece of shit. He broke the law. That I mean, that, that that's yep. just black and white right there. And, and there is just a, a really shocking and astounding number of people who have become just Twitter lawyers and people who do not understand 
consent as is. So there was someone in your mentions and my mentions too saying like, oh, well, some girls like to get choked out. And I'm like, yeah, that is with consent. Exactly. That's something entirely different. (laughs) That's how it happened here. That is exactly, exactly. That is deflecting from the situation at hand where it's sort of like, okay, um, let's just say that someone happens to get, get, someone happens to get off by getting, being slapped. And there are plenty of men that that are like this too. So it's definitely not a thing that just women enjoy. But if I, you know, like punch you so hard that it knocks your teeth out, you know, it's highly unlikely you consented to that. So it's incredibly sad that we have to break it down that way. And Uh, even- yeah. Even if they were like at the most extreme, I mean, we do have, there was that like case, and I think it was in Germany and something where a guy's last wish was to be cannibalized. Like Ugh. he was still awake when he was being eaten. And, you know, I mean, <laughs> that is a thing. So, but it's like, ultimately the person who is, you can say no to that. <laughs> there are laws <laughs> and, like, and that falls within a law. So yeah. Um, and again, like we said, we're not kink shaming here. Things that are for everyone, not for us. Right. But consent is important. And like, I've had plenty of rough sex in my day. Like, hell yeah. You know, <laughs> stay, stay tuned for that bonus episode. <laughs> that's, that's the B side. I've never had. Patreon exclusive. <laughs> yeah, you got to pay for that shit. I've yes. never had a concussion. I've never had someone make me bleed. I've never gotten, I mean, like, you know, you have rough sex, you have like fingerprint bruises, stuff like that. Like, that's one thing. Never had a guy full on punch me in the face during sex because, well, I mean, he probably would fear for his life if he did that. (laughs) You just send in real quick. You don't have people fracturing your skull, knocking you unconscious right. and sodomizing you without right. any consent. That's that's the biggest takeaway from that is that he fractured her skull. Whether yeah. she wanted it or not, she didn't consent to having her skull fractured. She nope. didn't consent to being knocked out to where she was unconscious. And she did not consent to being sodomized. And he admitted to all of that. There was yeah. Like, I think that's the worst part. Yeah. yeah. While cops, to the side of while cops were listening to, I mean, it's, it's all there. That's the other thing too. Yeah. People keep questioning it because I guess they're too lazy to actually go read about it, but it's like, it's on the record that he admitted it. Mm-hmm. Well, and you know, the people out there that are acting like, oh, well, she consented to rough sex in the text messages. Okay. Well, guess what? In the text messages, he said he anally raped. He didn't say anally raped. He said, I had anal sex with you while you were passed out. So if we want to talk about the text messages being gospel truth in a fucking contract, he had sex with her ass while she's passed out. That's illegal. That yeah. That is literally rape. And he admitted to yep. it. He admitted to it. He right did. Now. He did. I'm like, he doesn't need you assholes on Twitter to carry his fucking water for him. And the thing is, though, like, women have been talking about this for months, long before he yep. was signed by the Dodgers. And uh, I, the, the fact that the Dodgers are distancing hit, hit themselves from Bauer, that's a step in the right direction. But they, I don't think they get to wash their hands clean of this. They knew- The bar is in hell. 
Precisely. The bar is in hell. They knew exactly what he was like. They yep. knew uh, his uh, just incredibly just seedy details of his past. They knew everything. And right. people like us, people like our lovely Dodgers fan friends on Twitter have been talking about this for months. Uh, and That's Twitter, it was a big thing because he almost went to the Mets. And I'm not saying, I'm not going to say any of their names because they were harassed enough, but there were three different Mets reporters who said they didn't want him because of, yep, and said they didn't, they didn't want him and they were harassed by his fans. We oh, you don't want Yeah, we were, we were all harassed yeah. too. Just, just, just being on here. the uh, on the adjacent, just being kind of on the peripheral of things, and when we were still harassed too. So it just kind of goes to show how yep. incredibly easy it is to make these people mad. Uh, well, it, and my favorite part of all of that was back when we were originally getting harassed when all when he thought that he was LeBron James and it was the choice and <laughs> like he's, you know he's doing all that dumb bullshit people like you know I have a problem with him I have a problem with his attitude he harasses women he does all these things and people would say like oh we'll prove it there's no evidence to prove it okay there's evidence now literally in court there is a court record of this and you guys still don't want to believe it I can't fucking help you yeah I mean uh, so his his victim was granted an emergency order of protection uh so a, a judge agreed that he was an big enough of a danger to grant her an emergency order of protection so well the police were already investigating at that point exactly exactly the police viewed that there was at least enough circumstantial evidence to begin investigating and like you know cops have shit i mean cops have shit to do they have you know minorities to pull over and harass like they're not gonna and rape not gonna, to dismiss yeah they have like they have other people to bother they're not going to start investigating a millionaire well let's go ahead and Unless start the medical examiner then so did the medical examiner lie yeah there are so many parties here where, where the just the evidence is just damning yeah. in my opinion but yeah having people carry water for him which right. is like what why yeah what yep. point what is the point? What do they get in return for carrying all this water for Trevor Bauer? I don't get I it. I think I actually ended up saying to somebody, he's not going to fuck you. Yeah, you don't exactly. need to carry water for him anymore. <laughs> like, he's not going to fuck you, buddy. Okay, stop. It he's is weird. And it was like that. I mean, it's terrible now, obviously. It's like, if you're questioning him. But I mean, even back when we were like, oh my God, please don't come to the White Sox. And even yeah. after that, like, sucks if he goes to the Mets. Um you know, we had the same kind of thing on a larger scale because I think it was more publicly acceptable to ignore his online bullying and harassment and climate change denial and all of his other weird stuff. But it was harder to find, you know, like, I mean, and there were times people would be like, well, where is there proof that he harassed people? Okay. Like I'm (laughs) putting, there's so much. Like, but yeah, but that's the thing. Like, I'm having to put, like, it's not on ESPN. It's not on The Athletic. Until he got signed for the Dodgers, nobody really talked about it. Yeah. You had to pull it up, like, dead, old. Yeah, there was a dead spin. Yeah, they have old dead spin, old for the win. So you have to pull up all of these old articles. And it's like, fine, I'll give these to you. But if you're going to read that and still be like, well, good, 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 then fuck you. Okay. But now there's actual legal shit. There is, but I would say too that even 
everything we're talking about here is a good argument. I, I know I've seen other sites want to not talk about even things on our end. Like we don't want to talk about Tony Larissa because that's like fodder or things like that. And I'd argue like, no, we absolutely need to be talking about these yep. things because this example, like sure, maybe teams aren't listening now um, and maybe they won't, but at least we have a, a running record of there were issues. And I'm not saying we have these kind of issues. God, I hope we don't. No. But just for anybody, it's important to talk about human issues as we're all humans. Yep. And there was a, um, I talked about this on an episode with Brett about Mickey Calloway's bullshit. Um, there was a reliever who, he's, he's a free agent now, but he was suspended because he beat the shit out of his girlfriend. And major league baseball did not give her resource like they say oh there's resources for victims but it's all given to the players and it's Mm -hmm. not easily available for the women so the honest is on the players to give it to their wives you think they're gonna give their wives something to tell on them no yeah so weird yeah i mean and that's a whole separate problem (laughs) yeah yeah, I will but... just never understand the apologists and ridiculousness. Like, I want to print these tweets off and mail them to their mothers because if your son is on here harassing women about consent and domestic violence and what is rape and these texts say otherwise, like, your mom needs to know about this because she's raised a piece of shit human. But like your wives. And I talked about this with Brett just the other night on the podcast I was on. I was like, people have never believed women. And it's just it will continue. No one will ever believe women. But the fact is, I can almost with full certainty say all four of us have been harassed or abused or something to that effect. And every single person Mm -hmm. that is listening to this currently either knows someone that it has happened to it has happened to them or they don't realize that they know someone that it has happened to. Yeah. And if, and you know what? Twitter's public guys. If you're on here defending an abuser or you're in women's mentions saying dumb shit or (laughs) arguing about consent, your friends can see that. And your female friends can see that your wives can see that they know if something happens to them, you will not support them. Yeah. And you, and that's what I, like, I think I told one of the guys, I'm like, you're or it'll be a record too. Yeah. You're sitting here fucking telling on yourself. Yeah. It sends a message. It really does. Father, husband, girl, dad in your bio. So what happens? I hate that guy most of all. I hated that guy most of all. Yeah. You know? Mm, well, I mean, it happens all the time, though. All of these people yeah. that come in are mentioned and harass us. Nine times out of ten, it's husband, father, girl, dad. Yeah. We actually, I mean, I feel like we've talked about hashtag girl dad before, how it's like, oh, I want that to be cute and meaningful when somebody has it. But a lot of times it's like, yikes, I don't want to know that based yeah. on the stuff yeah. you post. Or is- the other, on the other hand, like, the people that are just like, well, I'm a dad. I would hate for that to happen to my daughter. I'm like, you shouldn't have to have a fucking daughter to hate this yep. happening. Yeah. You would have right. empathy. Yep. Like, absolutely. Yeah. That we have to like show men that, hey, your relationship to a woman uh, who is adjacent, you know, to, in- 
in your life one way or another. Like th- this is why you sh- should have empathy for all women. No, it shouldn't have to be like that. Uh, yeah. And it, it just absolutely grosses me out. Like, especially when yeah. you see, you know, men, men with daughters, just talking, talking to women like this online. And it's like, all right, like, wait, wait, what would you do if someone said this to your daughter? It would make you angry, right? Well, oh, my husband's ready to like burn down Twitter. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he's like, there's a re- he's like, I don't have Twitter because I'd lose my mind. He's like, there's, I couldn't sit there and see guys talk to you and talk to your friends like this and not lose my mind and I'm like okay like I love you I think Twitter is perfect for you because you're hilarious and ridiculous but I'm also (laughs) glad that you don't have Twitter because you'd you'd get you'd get suspended all yeah (laughs) ah but yeah Janice like you were saying I said it to Brett when I talked about Mickey Calloway, I'm like, you know what? All of these guys coming out and saying things like, oh, I didn't realize this was a problem until I had a daughter. Like, you had to have a daughter to realize that women are people. Yeah. That's... Yeah. Really? And, and I think just the way that uh, some men talk to us or talk to women in general, uh, that, uh, yeah, you having a daughter doesn't seem to matter. Uh, nope. And so a lot of the times I'm like, like, if your daughter read this, what would she think about you? Yeah, daughter, and you were douchebag. Your sister, your mom, anybody. Yeah, yeah. read this that you well, know. And there's still that like sense of I, I feel like a lot of folks who are like I'm a dad, and you know if they're a if they're a dad to like a younger kid, it's like you don't know what they're going to maybe one day be into or or what they're going to like. Like who knows or what'll happen to them? Are you going to be there for them? Are you going to shame them? Like that part scares me a lot because it's like you're assuming a lot of things. And yep. What are you teaching your kids? It's just feeling that feeling I can imagine. You know, I was pretty lucky my parents would let me come to them, but thinking there definitely were things that I didn't tell them because I yeah. felt ashamed even if I didn't have to and like looking back I'm like I should have talked to them but I'm imagining like going to my parents about some things and if they were like that's not a big deal or like that's your fault like that would have made everything 10 times worse yeah that's I mean just as it's gonna destroy you yeah that's what I imagine when some of these guys are like it's her fault for saying she wanted to get slapped it's like what what (laughs) which people are saying for anybody who hasn't been following Trevor Bauer, um, the abuse allegations, which are looking not just like allegations because there's proof, but um, yeah, I mean, what people are, are apologists for him. I think what pissed me off the most was the guy who was like, I hadn't heard about these allegations. Like my mom doesn't follow baseball news and she knew about it. Mm-hmm. My fat Irish ass you didn't know about it dude on Twitter who's a Dodgers fan my like my mom she loves college football tell you about Northwestern all the live long day she baseball news she's like "Eh." watching the Cubs 
that's it. It, it, it. It's definitely a lot of selective hearing, I think. Yeah. And I mean, like no one ever wants to hear bad things about their heroes, no. right? But the thing is though, no, no, no. Well, especially if you were taking the time to, you know, put someone on a pedestal and idolize someone like that, you have to accept them for yeah. the things they do that are great. And you also have to accept that they are also flawed people as well. So I think a lot of men uh, have this ingrained. Like, first of all, Trevor Bauer is not even a good pitcher. He's like a, a career four ERA pitcher. So you know, maybe that's a dis- dis- discussion for another day. But so many people think he's good, which he's Congratulations, not. Congratulations. You got a Cy Young on the Reds. <laughs> yeah. Cy Young on the Reds in a shortened season. Yeah. While, yeah. while likely using sticky stuff. So that's like not, I know it doesn't count in my book, but anyway, he's not a good pitcher, but I'm sure a lot of these fanboys like hear like, oh no, he might've done bad stuff. I'm going to be selective and just choose to ignore it. It's a complicity of just white baseball fans that happen to be male. Yeah. Like that's all it is. It's just these guys choosing what they want to hear and being completely complicit when something bad comes out. I wish I I I didn't choose what I wanted to hear. And I mean, I would put this partly on the media too, because like we, we talked about nobody, like you had to dig to find the harassment. Yeah. There were so many fluff pieces on him, like put out by like Ken Rosenthal, Mm -hmm. like just kind of like dismersing, just dismersing. Like I just make up words when I'm angry, Um, (laughs) like dismissing all of it as quirks or, you know, you know, just a a peculiar personality. Yeah. He was a weird, lonely kid growing up. And it's I like, know, really, no, no. really, Brett, Brett Phillips is, is, is quirky. Trevor Bauer yeah. is an asshole. John like, Doolittle's quirky. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And I hate, I absolutely hate to do this, but I got to call out Jason Benetti. Anytime we played Cleveland. Anytime. You're right. You're absolutely and, and right. Every single time. And like, and it wasn't Steve Stone to as much. Jason Benetti, every single time. Oh, Trevor Bauer. He's so smart. He's so analytical. He's this baseball genius and he's this quirky guy. And he's so great. Scientific, most scientific pitcher in baseball, which is hilarious. Hilarious. (laughs) Because no, is scientific. Um, uh, Brent Suter of the Brewers, who like actually has a degree from Harvard in environmental science, like that's literally more scientific than Trevor Bauer has been. Jeff McNeil's wife is a environmental scientist or something, you know, or like a conservationist. She's got like a science degree and she works with the environment, but like like and I hate to do it Jason's my guy Jason's our you know we love Jason Benetti but dude no one's yours was, exactly. no you're as responsible as the rest of them for sitting you're absolutely there. right though like he he is absolutely complicit and yep. like, I, I definitely don't want to make assumptions on whether or not he knew he, he probably no but on the other hand uh yeah if I went on record you know just saying all those things about Bauer I would feel incredibly guilty but that's just me yep hmm. yeah. and I I would apologize for it. Like, listen, I'm, I didn't know. I mean, and I think, you know, like part of it's like, he's, he's ESPN. He's an ESPN guy. And that, that was the party line at ESPN. Um, did he have to repeat it on NBC, NBC Sports Chicago? Nope. No, but he still did and- it. Precisely. Uh, so, so, so I, I've been working for NBC Sports for the past I like year now uh no not even six months it feels like a year it's been so long uh but yeah I 
actually like try to avoid writing up Trevor Bauer. I don't think I ever have actually. Uh, so, you know, if I have to, you know, I'll ask one of my like other colleagues uh, who are usually male, like, Hey, I don't feel comfortable doing this. Can you do this for me? Uh, just mainly because I, I don't feel as if I want to write about that guy. Um, and even though, you know, I'm, I'm a journalist and supposed to be objective or whatnot. Like I also just don't want to, I, I don't want any of that, you know, just coming out of my own, my own mouth or fingers or, or, or whatever. You know, you guys know what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah. But that makes sense. I mean, that's great that you can step away enough to be like, no, I can't do this objectively <laughs> and let somebody exactly. else take it. But also it is like, what it. is, what is objectivity when we're talking about this? Like the you media know, hasn't even done a good job about yeah. being objective. So <laughs> I mean, in my objectivity about it was anytime I had to cover one of the teams that had him on there, I would refer to him as big dumb asshole Trevor Bauer. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. No refer to him as that here. Yeah. Yeah. Big dumb asshole Trevor. I referred to him at that at my day job. And one of the guys I worked with was like, that's the funniest fucking thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> I was but like, he yes, he's a big dumb asshole. Um, uh, and that was and that was how I knew I didn't have Trevor Bauer stands in my follows. Yeah. <laughs> because I never got yelled at about that. Well, and yeah. all of the abuse allegations are one thing, but even before like a lot of this came out, just I think a few days before it came out, I was talking to somebody and they were like, he's the smartest baseball player. I'm like, no, he's manipulative, which has to take some level of some level of intelligence in another arena. But he's not like it hurts me knowing that Benetti talked about about Trevor Bauer being smart because it's like he denies climate change automatically. No, he's not. You're ding dong. Yeah. But Bauer is the stupid person's version or, or vision of what a smart person looks like. Power is if Joe Rogan played baseball. Oh my God. <laughs> yes. Yes. So bad. He so has bad. influence yeah. over people who don't know how to ask the right questions. And Lord Almighty, this is not going to be a Joe Rogan podcast because I could go about that one. But Trevor Bauer is if Joe Rogan played baseball. Yes. Yes. That's what, that's, that's what I got there. And I'm sorry to people who listen to this who won't understand that and and ask what's wrong with Joe, Joe Rogan. (laughs) Listen, if there's a a Venn diagram of our listeners and Joe Rogan (laughs) listeners, fucking DM me. I want to talk to you. I have had that. I've had, I've had friends be like that. We agree on most things otherwise, but they were like, Oh, I was listening to Rogan. I'm like, Oh, you know what? You know what Joe Rogan was? You know what Joe Rogan was when I was growing up? It was your grade school friend, stoner older brother, who just yelled shit at the wall. <laughs> like, I also do have to say that, you know, if you're listening to this podcast and you're like wondering like, oh, what, what's wrong with Joe Rogan? Uh, yeah. Oh, Lord. Like, first of all, I'm pretty surprised you haven't turned us off already. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks yeah. for sticking around. But, oh my goodness. Oh wait, we need to take a commercial break. We do. We're not sponsored by Joe Rogan. Oh, if we're on Spotify, sorry, Spotify, you gave him way more money than you ever should have. We'll take some of it. Yeah, give it to us. We're way better. All right. When we come back, uh, we'll uh, continue talking some more shit, and (laughs) we'll we'll have some fun doing it. So, see y'all in a couple minutes or, or seconds. I don't know. Something. Yeah, however long there. 
I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Roman. Roman. <laughs> Dick pills. Sponsored <laughs> by eugenics. She likes it too. Because when your dick stops working, that's a problem. I don't know that it helped. Wait a minute. What am I listening to? I don't think Frank Thomas would be that cool if people didn't know who he was. Like if they were like, oh, it's that guy from the eugenics commercials and not like Frank Thomas, Hall of Famer. I don't think he would be that. I feel like he wouldn't be that cool about it. Like he seems like a nice guy, but I don't think he would be down with like, oh, your dick doesn't work. Well, you're back. Uh, are we back? Are, are we, we back? back? Yeah. I'm gonna get an email from the White Sox, aren't I? <laughs> yeah, no, I'm just trying to think of like who I would least like to hear from if like my my, my dick didn't work. And Brian Urlacher. Oh. I say Adam Eaton, maybe. Like the oh. last person I would want to hear from. I, I know too soon, too soon. Not soon enough. If anybody from NBC Sports is listening, pull those fucking end cards. He's not on the team anymore. It hurts. I don't work no, for NBC doesn't. Sports Chicago. It hurts me. Just so yeah. y'all know. So if y'all are listening to this and be like, Janice, why don't you just pull some strings? And I'm like, no, no, no. It's 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 entirely different. It's, it's no. I, I have no clout in this it's, city. It's everything is digital. That is very easy to swap. That is a very easy creative swap. Yeah, totally. Your, your your twelve year old nephew who knows how to use iMovie could do it. Just you're just like, come on, let's let's go get on with it. We're tired of the beard. What's well, like, it's like a a lot of beard. Yeah, we're tired of Waluigi. Like we, we've had enough of him. <laughs> Waluigi, <laughs> and it's like that in more than one. Like it's in the video. It's also in a bunch of his pictures. It's like what he's. I don't know. Whoever was taking pictures for the White Sox that day hates him. Maybe he's like, this is my quirky trademark. (laughs) It's like Megan McCain's hairstylist. Somebody hated him and they just let him go out like that. Yes. Yeah. 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 That's how you know. Yeah. Probably doesn't have friends. Just let him, let him go out like that. (laughs) What he wants. And he's out, out. So Gone. Good written. Don't I look- feel like this team is whole now, even though we're not whole. It was like finally now. There is-, is balance to the force. It is finally a team where I can say every single person is attractive. <laughs> Don't let the door hit you on the way out, buddy. Yeah. That's you- all I got. Crystal, do you think? What about the coaching staff? I mean. I just, I'm just going to say players only, but I mean, 
There are some babes <laughs> on the coaching staff. There are. I like Colleen's face. Ethan Katz. Ethan Katz. Ethan Katz could get it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to respectfully bow out of this part of the conversation. <laughs> no comment here. No comment here. But, uh, you know, I'm going to let you ladies, you know, go ahead and thirst away. Some older men. I do too. Ethan Katz is not, well, okay. Ethan Katz is like around my age, so I don't feel so gross about it. So. That is true. That. that is true. That is true. Yes. Um, it, it, we're getting to the age that, you know, instead of having players our own age, coaches are our own age. Um, I would like to say that Lance Lynn and I were in high school at the same time. We graduated wow. the same year. Oh, in fact, this, nice. is, this is kind of wild story. So, From the same school? No, we didn't go to the same school. Okay. Like, wait a minute. Because we graduated the same year and because I was very interested in baseball at that level, I actually saw their games where they won state. Like, I have seen him play in high school and it didn't occur to me until like this year, in fact, that it was like, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. I know where he went. And I'm kind of like going back in time and I was like, I've seen him play. I saw him play in high school. Win a state championship. Aww. That's very cute. I love that story. I do too. My only adjacent to famous baseball person is a guy I went to college with, ended up becoming a reliever, and he helped me change my tire once. He was very nice. That's very nice. Yeah, we were friends after that. He's retired. He's retired now. He's very nice. (laughs) He played for the Padres for a really long time. I once saw Brandon McCarthy at Target, but that, 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 that's oh. about as close as I, I, of a story that I have. That's all. Yeah. He was going up the escalator. I was going down. Uh, it was 2005. No. <laughs> and you didn't tackle him? <laughs> I would have to jump across the aisle and like potentially <laughs> risk my life at the South Loop Target in order to do that. Not, <laughs> now, see, I, I was crazy, but not that crazy. I've I've been to that target. I've seen people do dumb shit on those escalators. So you wouldn't have been the first one. I love that target. I I probably wouldn't have been the last either. That target is dope though. It is. So well friends, do we have anything else to talk about? Yes, we do. Yes, we do. We do. (laughs) We have to talk about the latest news that's depressing. That this is a fun episode. This is, but we gotta, we gotta cover the real, the realness. So apparently, uh, members of the, um, Rangers and White Sox organizations, uh, were not able to get apartments because of insufficient income, which was very sad to hear about. And it brings up our next topic of why aren't we playing our, or paying our minor leaguers more? Why aren't we pro- at least providing housing to them? At yes. Least, yeah. At the least, at the very least, they should get like a housing stipend and as well as a, a livable salary. I think that's yes. all I hear. Yeah. yeah. Do they get a I food stipend? I... Huh? Do they get a food stipend? I feel like the answer is no. Am I? I don't, I don't, I don't think, think so. so. I don't think so. The only Maybe thing that if comes to mind is like that fire festival meal with the, <laughs> yeah. on top of the bread. And, um, but, uh, my, my, my inclination is no, I, I don't think they get a stipend for food. I remember Steve Stone 
it was a couple games back on the broadcast. He was talking about how they used to just go to buffets and they had like 10 bucks a day and they would just load up on buffet food and be super sick. But I mean, I feel like that's all it really is. Yeah. And it hit me. I realized I made more as an event planner, like 10 grand more as an event planner than these minor league players I was going to watch games were making. I was like, that's sick. To me. That made me feel sick. Granted, yeah, probably around, but they're athletes. They're trying to make it into the pros. And if I'm making more on like a crappy salary, like it wasn't even a great salary. Yeah. I'm making more than these baseball players. It's just insane. Well, they're, and they're getting, I mean, it's less than like a college student on a scholarship, which is pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, I've looked on MILB.com first contract season. They make, um, I think this is salary ranges, $1,100 a month, a month maximum. (laughs) So that's awful. Meal money, $25 per day at all levels while on the road. So that's awful. I made more than that as a teaching assistant in grad school. I made more than that when I worked in high school. Yeah. When I worked at Starbucks in high school. Starbucks in college at restaurants in high school. There's also a different salary rate. It says alien salary rates, different for aliens on visas as mandated by INS. First of all, that, that oh yeah, because there's yeah, awful. um, because the federal government, it is it's called an alien visa, for, mm-hmm. which does not invoke the best imagery. Yeah, but <laughs> to be on specific visas there's a base level salary that you have to pay somebody who's here on a visa that's good um for them to continue to qualify for the visa for you to not i don't get whatever i think the government pays that back though like you get a tax break for having x amount of employees on visas because that was a big thing with the the h1n1 visas when trump tried to get rid of them Interesting. Because of course he did. Well, yeah, give jobs to American people. I'm like, are you kidding me? We're bozos. Don't give jobs to <laughs> It's true. I am an American it's bozo. It's true. It's like, like, like most of these jobs, I mean, not to get too off track, but most of these jobs, Americans, and I put that in quotation marks, because we, we know what type of Americans he was talking about. Like probably wouldn't uh, yeah. want to earn what, like less than like $1,500 a month playing playing a minor league baseball. Uh, no, I, I, I don't think anyone would want to do that. No. I mean, and they talk about, like, Randy Dabnik, who uh, was a reliever. He was a reliever, right? Yeah, uh, for the Twins, they talked about him having a five-star Uber rating. And it was, like, it was this fucking cute (sighs) antecedent. And they're like, oh, yeah, Randy Dabnik's an Uber driver, and he's a five-star rating. I'm like, do you not see the problem with it, that he's got to be a fucking Uber driver during the season? Yeah, that's pretty bad. (laughs) And like when Pete Alonso won the home run derby in 2019. So when you win the home run derby, I think you got, you get like a million dollar bonus and you get a car and like some other crap. They were laughing about the fact that his million dollar bonus was more than he was getting paid for the season. I think he was getting whatever the rookie, um, the rookie contract is, which it's not that much. It, it might have only been like sixty grand or so. it was not that much. 
like he was not he was making way less than um you typically would because there's all those weird contract things with if you're up but you also have a minor league contract so he he got a million dollar he got a million dollar bonus for winning the home run derby and it was more than his salary for that season i was like this isn't like these aren't funny stories to tell no no they're not they're they're not cute at all um yeah just i remember the randy dobnik story and everyone was just romanticizing it it was like whoa look at this guy grinding it out like no that that, he shouldn't have had to do that (laughs) right was um it was a brewers player i think it was tyrone taylor if i'm not mistaken where uh, he was like working for fedex or something and then he got the call up to the, the major leagues and there were just a bunch of stories just romanticizing that as well it's like that's embarrassing like how the how the hell are you having someone play you know at a fairly high level of minor league baseball i believe and he was working at FedEx. Like, precisely precisely and he's working another job what that's embarrassing yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, his, Pete Alonso was making five hundred and fifty-five thousand mm. in 2019. So, I think that was the minimum contract. His signing bonus in 2018, and this is on um, Sport Track. So, um, and then his signing bonus from 2016 was nine hundred nine thousand. So I think, and I like, I feel like the thinking there is with the minor leagues is that, well, we give them a signing bonus. That should be enough. That's not enough to live on. Like you give them a $900,000 signing bonus three years before he gets called up. Like, I mean, if he's really lucky, he can live on that for, you know, for three, four years. But realistically, you should be paying them and not everybody gets a signing bonus. Right. Especially when they're, I mean, yeah, you're going to maybe be feeding them into your team. I really hate this, this like, oh, scrappy narrative. And I saw, I forgot who it was, but I saw the other day about, oh man, it was the guy who throws knuckleballs. Um, I forgot his name. Oh, the guy in Baltimore? I think so. And they were like, he's paid his dues or something. And it's like, okay, so he pays his dues. What about other people? Like, what are these dues? You know, like, I know, yes, I know it's a saying, but it's like, it's such a, yeah, it's such a weird, like, idea of, like, some people never make it through. And what about those? We never talk about those people that spend so many years of their lives trying to make it. And sure, there's, like, a luck and a work element to it, but also it's just such a weird way we talk about it. Um, Yeah. Well, and everybody knows I love the Mets. They're my other team. Um, There were some issues with their last ownership, (laughs) to say the least. Um, But they had redone the Port St. Lucie, which is their uh, spring training facility. is also one of their minor league facilities. They just redone all of the stuff. They've done this big renovation on the ballpark, on the locker room, the weight training facility, like all of the facilities that the players had access to during spring training somebody asked well are the minor league team is the minor league team going to be able to use these facilities because you just spent all this money for them to use for a month and the Wilpons were like well no this is what they should aspire to have and it's like you would rather shell out a shitload of money 
for your team to use for maybe two months out of the year instead of saying, let the minor league players use it too. Like, that is the most, I mean, and the Will Ponds wasted money, like Ponzi schemes and all that shit. Um, but like, and that's, that's what I really hope with Toronto using their minor league stadium. They just redid all of the stuff. They redid the locker rooms. They redid the training facilities, the weight rooms. Um, I'm hoping that when they, when they are able to go back to Toronto and to play at their home stadium, that the team who that is their stadium, their Buffalo team can still have those facilities, that it's still going to be that quality of facility. And I, I don't know what the agreement between the team and the city of Buffalo is with that, but optimistically, I'm hoping that the Blue Jays leave it, that they still leave all of these nice amenities. But yeah, that makes perfect sense too. Um, just the, the standard definitely needs to be higher. And the fact that they were able to pay for all of that shows that they've got the money to do so. And I'm sure other yeah. organizations uh, can follow suit pretty easily. Like it's not definitely not that hard. Um, I mean, but you know, Toronto, they're Canadians and they're nicer than we are, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's the lesson here. Is that the Canadians are nicer? Yeah, I don't know. I am part Canadian. I'm very nice. <laughs> that is true. You I are also part Canadian. I'm also that's why you're nicer Canadian. than me are. <laughs> <laughs> that's why you guys are both nicer than I am, because I am not part Canadian. I am part angry leprechaun. Uh, Crystal, but you're the closest one of us to a minor league ballpark. What does that look like? Speak- from your POV, having gone to both the minor league ballpark and then right, um, so, the rate. I think I will say this. The Indianapolis Indians have a gorgeous ballpark. I love it. They really give back to their fan base. Um, they just built a brand new, um, like, just, I haven't been in it yet, but all of the pictures just look absolutely gorgeous. Like this kind of new lounge club house area up in the top. And I mean, I feel like they do a lot and they treat their players with a lot more respect. I don't know how much they pay them, but I will say those games are a blast and I'm happy to give that organization my money because they just, they do so much. They are like really inclusive. They are very family friendly. And I mean, they do, they do a lot for their fans and I think they in turn do a lot back for their players. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, that park is gorgeous and I have fun and I have no issues supporting them. I don't feel like, aside from their name, nothing else is really problematic with them. And they even kind of got on board with, hey, we have been considering changing our name because Indianapolis Indians is not a great look. Like they were kind of ahead of that curve of we've got to figure it out, but we also don't necessarily have the money to change everything right now so, um, so, so are, are they still currently cleveland's AAA affiliate no they're the pittsburgh pirates oh oh well in that yeah. case goodness I, I suppose that means that they're kind of on their own in terms of yeah. you know, rebranding yeah. and whatnot mm-hmm. mm. so they can't Ooh, they're not we should think of fun names. That. <laughs> we need to start a poll of fun new names for the indianapolis pittsburgh affiliates the, they, the, there was something about how they might go back to the clowns. 
Oh my god, no. <laughs> and in the clowns. So I was like, oh, I don't know if I love. I know. Yeah. yeah, clowns are a little bit divisive, but you know, at least there are plenty of funny jokes, though. There yeah. would be. They, they have other names that they've had in mind. It's just, it's a monetary issue. Like, they just don't. Yeah. They just don't have it. But, I mean, it's a good place. Like, I would recommend it to anybody if you're ever in town to just go see them because they're just, those games are so much fun and those players are fun. Like, that's how I, that's why Andrew McCutcheon is my dude. <laughs> Because I watched him in that farm system, like, a million years ago, it feels like. So That's true, yeah. And they have Prospect Night, which is really fun, where they will go and they'll have all their players and you can get their autographs. Like, they have this – my son has this big poster in his room from, I don't know, like, four years back or so. And you go and you meet all of the prospects and they wear their, like, black and yellow uniforms that match the Pirates but it's his Indians on the chest, obviously, but like, and they do bobbleheads and stuff for them. Like, it's a good organization compared to some of the ones I've seen. Looking at you, Rangers. (laughs) I've seen your AAA affiliates ballparks. It's not the best. (laughs) Well, I think we have one more topic if we have time to go over it yeah let's do it man let, let, let's just go ahead and, and close this yeah <laughs> all right problematic sports dudes oh my god yeah death taxes problematic sportsmen oh my goodness uh, tis the so season it is the it's season it. anyway we, we've seen quite an onslaught of uh men Basically. online yeah, we, we've seen quite of quite a lot of racism where um yeah, yeah, men online uh for whatever reason are exp- expressing this discontent over having to talk to uh baseball players whose uh English may not be their first language and having to speak to an interpreter because they are the first person in journalism history to ever do so yeah. to interview a player via an interpreter. So most recently, uh Stephen A. Smith uh, just made some just really terrifying comments about how Shohei Otani can't possibly be the face of baseball because in his words, he said, in this country, in this country, you have to speak English. And so like just hearing those comments were incredibly terrifying to me um, as an Asian American where uh, m- the first place my mind went to was, um, yeah, so in this country, we sent Japanese Americans to internment cap- camps during World War II. And now here you are just kind of forcing this same tired white nationalist you know, argument that, you know, if you're in this country, you must speak English. First of all, the United States of America doesn't even have an official language. So miss me with that. Mm -hmm. We are the melting pot. That's what we were supposed to be. We were supposed to be the melting pot where everyone comes together as a country. So yeah, I said, that's what I said in the group chat. It was like, we don't have an official language here. Nope. And there's a, there's a quote that you, about that. Um, I did not find it, so I did not come prepared for all the poli sci people out there. But it's about America not needing uh, a law to protect the language of Shakespeare. It's uh, like Alexander de Tocqueville or something. Do you need uh, me to just recite the clueless 
speech verbatim. <laughs> no. Like that's drilled in, that's been drilled in my head since the 90s. No. Um, and Colleen is anti clueless. <laughs> that's a whole other, we'll wander around. That um, is also for the Patreon. <laughs> yeah. You got to pay for that content. Um, because copyright. <laughs> uh, we got to pay for that copyright first. But like, all the people who are like, oh, it can't be racist because he's black. Well, yeah, it can't. It can totally Still be racist. Can. Yeah. 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 It's, he, he strikes me as one of those, I have to press one for English people. Like, it's so inconvenient to press a button. You're not going to talk to a person anyway. It's going to be a fucking robot. <laughs> Yeah. Either way, you're not talking to a human. I think he mentioned, he, he released like a series of two apologies. Like one pretty much reiterated his, his initial stance just in more, you know, just fatuous words. The second apology was more like, oh, well, I, I completely acknowledge, you know, that, you know, as, as a black man, you know, these systems of oppression, you know, just absolutely just, you know, oppress us. I'm, I'm paraphrasing this very poorly, but, but, but it, he is, he essentially was like acknowledging that, you know, the words that he said were essentially upholding these, like this systematic racism. Was that his second? Apology? That was his second. Yeah, that was his second. I think apology. Someone, someone wrote that for him. That was not of his brain. No. Absolutely not. That was not it would of his have been brain. in all caps if he wrote it anyway. Well, it was half <laughs> caps, so. Um, but the the Tocqueville thing is a West Wing episode. Uh, God, I'm dating myself. Uh, <laughs> I didn't know the West Wing was a date, an age symbol. Yeah, I, I wasn't either. Yeah, but 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 then again, we're all the same age, kind of. So yeah, I mean, yeah, ballpark. Yeah. I remember when it used to air live, guys. I remember that too. I remember that too, Colleen. That Colleen, I said I could aging together from the nineties. We're contemporaries. Oh. It's it's okay. You're amongst friends oh, yeah. here. You're you're amongst <laughs> the, your your fellow your fellow elder millennials. It's all good. Elder millennials. Um, geriatric but, millennials. Oh, I hate that. Well, term. So something that's interesting is that Shohei Otani actually speaks English. He's fluent in English. He does. Yeah. Um, and it I the same thing with Yohan Mankata when White Sox Steve was complaining about oh well I don't want to use a translator to interview him because it doesn't translate that well I speak two languages I'm if we count English I speak three languages fluently um I speak Spanish and I speak Irish were I to do an interview with somebody in either of those languages despite the fact that I speak both fluently I would prefer a translator same yeah because I don't want things to get lost in translation or you know, especially with Irish, things translate ugh, horribly <laughs> um, because it's not a romantic language and it's a whole big uh, mess of letters. But I would prefer a translator were I doing some kind of interview in something that wasn't my native language. I mean, it's just, I feel like that's just good sense. And to sit there and complain that somebody who's entitled to a translator would use it. I mean, aside from the fact that, you know, you're fucking racist for complaining about that or for saying shit like, I'd ask him if he spoke English. Not only are you a racist, you're a fucking asshole. Yeah, and Yohan Moncada does speak English. I I, I know firsthand. He's shy. 
I mean, and everything I've seen about him, he speaks English very well. He's just very shy about it. Did anyone else? Gee, I wonder why. (laughs) Did anyone else see the other Barstool tweet recently about Ethiopia winning? I think it was Nigeria Nigeria beating basketball. Yeah. Did they even? Oh, never mind. Okay, no, you didn't have to type any of that because that was racist as hell. That's classist. That's elitist. That's racist as hell. Yeah, and I, I think just like the the reaction to that tweet, where it's like, are, how are we so surprised that you know Barstool once again did another racism, like two yeah. weeks in a row, <laughs> two, two weeks in a row it, it's, under it's, under it, what we can see, who knows? I, I, I really hate that it's becoming normalized now. Yeah, just, like we should expect yeah. and continuously just not necessarily accept, but just anticipate all these off-color, just ridiculously awful yeah. bad takes from uh, from men on the internet. You know, there, there's a little bit of a recurring theme here. There's a little bit of a recurring theme here. But uh, one more note on the translator thing. It's like, the translator is there to make your job easier, first of all. Yeah. It's, it's like, who are you trying to prove to, to someone by just being like, oh, well, this would be much easier if I didn't have a translator here. And it's like, no, 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 dude, that's on you. You, you, you have to you have to accommodate your interview subject like that that is your responsibility as an interviewer i don't want to say journalist because i feel as if that's a little bit too high of a term to apply to him but yeah it's it, 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 it's just all part of your job yeah yep. i feel like a lot of this goes back to i think our first or second episode when we were talking about naomi osaka and again mostly all men white men saying you know like thinking they deserve her time and it's like do you want to interview her do you want her time or do you expect it I feel like the same applies here and they're finding reasons to I mean they're entitled it's really what it is well and it's a lot of like do you not trust the translator do you think the translator isn't telling them what you're asking because that's their job like I would trust Billy if I'm interviewing Yoan Manikata, I mean, I'm going to assume that Billy Russo would be the translator here. I mean, I want to trust him to tell him what I'm asking. <laughs> it's his job. You know, it's, or to, you know, I would trust him to translate. And again, as, as someone who speaks Spanish fluently, I would know if he wasn't. Assuming I don't, um, I would trust him to translate exactly, you know, I mean, it, it's a bullshit argument and it's lazy. Well, and to Janice's point, you know, you could just learn that language if you really wanted to. I mean, yeah, exactly. I plan, yeah. I've been planning to go to Japan for our 10th anniversary. So that's like in the next few years, honestly. And yeah. I've already said, I'm going to get some Rosetta Stone and I'm going to at least learn what I need to get around. Yeah. Like out of common courtesy. Which is just I good not, sense. Yeah. Yeah. I do not expect anyone to hold my hand and translate everything for me. So mm-hmm. I am making the effort to learn the language because again, I'm not expecting someone to do any of that for me. That's on me. And I don't think yeah, any I mean, of these guys realize that's on them too. If they okay. want to bitch, the least they could do is learn the language. Yeah. Well, and to act like I mean, Spanish was, at least in my high school, was the most commonly taught language. Mm-hmm. Was You could start with Spanish 1. 
Um, they didn't, I don't think they had German and French one. Like you had to start with Spanish. The only way you got German and French is if you already had like a base knowledge of it. Um, and I took Spanish. Yeah. I took Spanish all the way through college. I mean, I am not a native Spanish speaker, but I can talk to people. I already have a feeling that one retort that, you know, someone who may not have listened to us before, (laughs) someone, someone, like, first of all, like, thank you for getting this far in the podcast. If you're still listening and, you know, you have never heard of us before, like, welcome, first of all, and uh, thank you. So, so here's me expressing some gratitude towards our new listeners. But anyway, I have a feeling that anyone who is listening to this podcast for the first time have never heard of us before, uh, don't really know what we're about, may come to think like, oh, well, you know, it should be easy for these players to learn English, right? No, no, it's that's hard language. It, it, no, it is a ridiculous it's hard. hard language. And so, I mean, as an English major, uh, there, there are so many like weird things about the English language that are so incredibly complex that people who have spoken English for years, you know, yours truly, uh, study it further in college because it is truly a weird ass language. Uh, yep. And oh my goodness, like I, I can't even like begin to pull up a succinct example of how weird English can be. But of course, too, when you add in all of the idioms all of the like regionalized quirks too of the language. I mean, like even in the United States alone, like say someone like from me born and raised in Chicago uh, will laugh at someone from Wisconsin for say, for, for pronouncing bag like big. <laughs> I mean, the, the, there's uh, so much like weird, just interregional stuff about this language that I would not expect someone new to this country to pick up everything right yeah, on, no. on its own. And also too, uh, my mom is an immigrant. Uh, so English is her second language. Uh, she's spoken English for about a good 30 years now. Like there are some things that she gets caught up to, like to this day, to this day, she gets caught up on some things. And she also has a very strong accent too. So even though my mother, very smart, speaks English very well, uh, there are some times where people will look at her and be like, wait a minute, like you're not from here. And I think a lot of it too, uh, sometimes, um, is internalized xenophobia. Some of it is very externalized xenophobia. Um, but uh, otherwise, I mean, if, if you're going into an interview with someone and like in, that language that they're interviewing you in is not your first language, there's this l- amount of anxiety that just kind of accompanies it and just being like, oh shit, they're making fun of my accent. They're making fun of me for not saying things the right way. Uh, so I can- For speaking to formal- Precisely, speaking too formal, kind of like how in Spanish I was taught, you know, very academic, you know, very textbook Spanish. So when I would speak Spanish to, like, say, any of my Latinx friends, they'd be like, damn, okay, like, <laughs> I'll, I'll peek Ooh, you in the fancy. air and shit. Oh, you fancy. Okay, okay. Um, so, so yeah, I totally get it. There are so many just like weird cultural layers to this whole linguistics thing. So I, I totally like do like, I, I have no problem with anyone who needs an interpreter just mainly because there are just so many things to be conscious of. Like Jesus. Yeah. Well, and at the end of the day, in, in Otani's case, it's like, he doesn't fucking have to speak in English. He's a badass. He's Joey Otani. He doesn't have to. So I, I completely get that he has a personality too. So yeah. And I've read, I've read that like part of the reason 
he has both a translator and he still speaks in Japanese is because he has a shit ton of Japanese fans. And so it can like broadcast to all of us. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's just a very yeah. simplified, very, of course, like exceptionalism view. Uh, well, and can you America, imagine you so often have? This is the first year they're broadcasting the all-star game and the home run derby in Japan because of him. Mm-hmm. Which is um, amazing. That, that's game. what that made me think. We want that's what that made me think of. And so Um, our last episode, when we were talking about like wanting to expand the game overseas, and a lot of people got mad at me for mentioning the UK. It's like, oh, okay. So (laughs) who got mad about that? I I think people were joking. I I think they were joking. Uh, But anyway, I remember when the Yankees and the Red Sox played, they had to announce at every game that if there's a foul ball, you can keep it. Because I guess you can't in soccer. I'm like, do balls go in the stands a lot in soccer? I don't know. But that everybody who was at that game got really excited because it was so fun. There were home runs everywhere and they got to mingle with other fans. Let them have the London game. It's fun. The Olympics are every four years and not everybody watches them. What Major League Baseball Major League Baseball wants to market itself as being the premier product, like just the top tier of, of, of the sport of baseball. And so in order for that to happen, yeah, we have to absolutely just knock down all of these like weird xenophobic barriers uh, because that's not helping anyone. That's not helping grow the game. It's not helping, uh, I, I guess, like a fan like me, uh, comfortably enjoy the game because I have to think about shit like this all the time uh so just stop being xenophobic stop being assholes god it's not America's pastime anymore when half of your players are coming from different countries yeah you have to be more open I know expand it and broaden it yeah I mean look at the makeup of our our own (laughs) team of the White Sox this is a shared game yeah how many White Sox players have you know, came over from Cuba. Like you have to, you have to really open this now and sorry for and let people represent their countries. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry for the dog. His mortal enemy, the FedEx guy, was across the street. Oh. <laughs> no snakes. No, no snakes, though. No snakes. No, that's Archie's mortal enemy, and Archie has not seen. It rained a lot, so I'm sure we're gonna have one soon. But Riley doesn't care about the snakes. That's an Archie snake dog. <laughs> Welcome to Snake Talk. This is no longer the estrogen power hour. Oh, there's one in. I don't know if the pest. I don't know if the pest guy's got the one out of the garage. Snakes have taken over the podcast. <laughs> snakes have taken over my garage. <laughs> there is no oh. Janice. Only snakes. <laughs> I love <Yes>. snakes. <laughs> This is my snake voice. I'm, I'm like, no, like, I'm not Janice. I'm a snake. It's oh true. My God. She's changed. She's like an anamorph. Oh, my God. Oh, I miss animorph. Oh, God, that show, that TV show is terrible, but the books were dope. No, I, I don't know. Like, if, if I was actually a snake, I'm not exactly sure what I would do. Um, I don't know. There, there, there doesn't really seem like you have a lot of fun as a snake. Just crawl around on your belly, you know, freak some people out. You know, try not to get eaten by cats um, or run eggs. over by my car. It's true. Yeah, get run over by Colleen's car and explode. 
I mean, I'm, I'm sure some John Boy fans would like to uh, like have me just crawl as a snake in front of Colleen's car so I can get run over. But maybe that's a story for another day. But, I was um, ready to drive to New York and fight that guy. <laughs> I was like, I was ready. I, think I, I was going why. to drive to New York and punch that guy in the throat. Well, all it boils down to, it's like, okay, so he's too chicken shit to at me from his main account. Uh, so, I mean, yeah. I, I know he has a main account, and I know he works for somebody. <clears throat> all of our uh, names are just, on our Twitter. All of our, like, career choices are listed in our bios. If you're too well, chicken shit to come after us. <laughs> You know everything about us. At least use your personal account if you want to send some death threats to us. Precisely. Yeah, if you want to send my... I know, I'm still here. You want to send death threats to my employer? Let me know how it goes, (laughs) because... Just CC Southside Socks, and Brett will come in and be like, okay, well, you deserved it. And then he'll just... Yeah. (laughs) Brett will tell you he deserves it. Yeah, he absolutely would. He absolutely would. But anyway, oh, you want me dead? Ooh, take get a number and take and get in line. It's, <laughs> it's, 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 it's like a lot of people do, honey. Like, I do like, all of my ex-boyfriends. <laughs> For anybody still listening, Janice was threatened. Well, oh, no, he didn't. Not really threatened. He told her he to was... kill herself. Yes. Yeah, which is apparently I... different. Why are we delineating it? Like, either one is better. Yeah. (laughs) There was a threat of violence. My my big takeaway is, like, you know, you're too lazy to do it myself. I have to do the work for you? What the fuck? Pretty much. Um, I mean, I feel like that sums up everything. Yeah. That was, like, the entire theme of this weekend. Um, We have to do the work for you. We didn't kill ourselves. Yeah, like even I, I even have to kill myself because you're too lazy to just you know like do the job you know on your own. So ah, my takeaway was normalize telling guys their jokes aren't funny. Yes, this all started after I told someone that you know his his satire was bad. That's all I said. That that it is was all bad. I said, and it was bad. And it's I don't not think it was satire. satire. Yeah. And he, but, I will like, die on that hill. Oh, that oh, wasn't yeah. satire. No, 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 no. He, he was definitely just fucking off because he's yeah. he, he 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 has a series of anti Fernando Tatis Jr. tweets anyway. Yeah, and you fa- you found the one that said like I am half joking, haha, wink, wink. But it's like no, you just said it. Yeah, 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 <laughs> not yeah, kidding. Yeah. Precisely. Yeah. Now he was full of shit. Um. So I I still you know I'm gonna double down. I'm gonna triple down on it. I'm gonna quadruple down on it and say that now. Uh, he's not funny. Men aren't funny. Uh, well, I mean, no. some men are funny, but no, 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 he, he in no. particular was definitely not funny. Yeah. I can't even remember. His I, well, no, so I'm like, I don't, has nobody ever told you you're not funny before? Cause it shows. Well, when you only have like 16 followers and they're all just other guys, <laughs> you don't get a lot of criticism. I'm sorry. Your girlfriend. Ha- I'm sorry. You don't have a girlfriend. I'm sorry. No girl has touched your dick before. <laughs> but that doesn't mean you need to tell all the girls on Twitter to kill themselves because they don't think you're funny. Yeah, 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 yeah. E. But uh, anyway, yeah. to your mom. Normalize sending tweets to their mothers. Yeah, that should be oh, a requirement yeah. that you know if a if a, if a just twenty two uh, twenty four year old or actually no any age let, let's let's broaden this up if you are a male signing up for a twitter account uh, your mother's email address should be required 
Yeah. You can send my tweets to my mom. Like, if you just sent her all of my Copex thirst tweets, she'd be like, okay, well, that makes sense. Yeah. So, yeah <laughs> I agree. My dad follows me on Twitter. So, oh, my mom just. Oh, dear. Well, I'm so a, this is, this the is same funny. person my, on Twitter I am in real life. So, exactly. me too. <laughs> I did. My dad follows me on Twitter, and so does someone that he works with, um, who's a Reds fan and who is super awesome. He's a fun dude to hang out with, but um, he sent one of my tweets to my dad, and I don't know if he meant to, but it was one where it, well, no, it was like my DoorDash guy was named like Tyrone Biggins or something. (laughs) And I I I remember this. Yeah, I take a screenshot of it, and he sent it to my dad, and my dad, he goes, what does this mean? And he showed me, I'm like... (laughs) Did you watch the Chappelle show? He's like, no. I'm like, well, you won't find that funny then. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I forgot all about this. Also, guys with jokes that aren't funny, if you want to come at me, please think of something more original than Mrs. O'Queef because (laughs) that is so, like, (gasps) oh, my God, you can rhyme. Cool. I think a sixth grader oh could God. come up with right. That it's like if you want to tell me I'm nasty and call me Mrs. O'Queef, like grow, like please graduate from eighth grade first. Yeah, I had a lot of guys call me a fat bitch this weekend, which I'm like, yeah, I know. I have a mirror, and I'm a huge bitch. Huge. You did get that a lot. Yeah, yeah. I'm a, I am a bitch. I will fully admit it. I already said if y'all talk to me in public the way you talk to me on Twitter, I'd knock fuck teeth out. Obviously. They wouldn't. You know they wouldn't. That's the funniest part. No, yeah, yeah. Guys in person are just like just scared babies. Yeah, and they have every right to be scared. Honestly, yeah, I agree. Yeah, no, I, that's... I got voted the person on Sox Twitter with the biggest brass balls, which I'm like, I don't know how that happened. One hundred percent, because most of the things people say to any one of us, but definitely you. I mean, they would crumble. So absolutely. You, you, you do have a pair of massive brass balls. I nominated myself for having, you also <laughs> have the biggest, have, the, the biggest hog uh, on all you of do. Twitter. I think I, in this, in this group you. combined, it's, it's very metaphorical though. It's, it's, it's I hope so. I'm kind of, <laughs> Keelan and I are just there to support the hog and balls. We have, <laughs> we have smaller hog and balls, but they're still supportive. They're still bigger than a lot of people's. All, all, all hogs and all balls matter. It's, it's <laughs> definitely like, like everyone's valid. Everyone's valid. And we'll use ours to support other people's smaller, but still loyal and kind and, and good hog Precisely. and balls. Just as long as yeah. you're loyal, kind, good, not an asshole, we will happily support your hog and balls. Not creating yeah. numerous burners to continually harass people. Precisely. Precisely. I don't have... I, can barely keep up with my one Twitter account. Who the fuck is burners? <laughs> oh, I had somebody make a burner the other day just to harass me. Like all of us have kind of had at this point. I'm like, yep. Yeah. This yeah. is the first time I just blocked it because I was like, this is sad. <laughs> I just want to know what I did to Robert Redford for him to create <laughs> to harass me. Yeah, all over Adam I, Eaton. That was all. It was over Adam Eaton. Is, 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 is like the actual Robert Redford still alive? Yes. Okay. He just retired. I, got, I think I, I, I looked it up because confused. of this. Yeah, oh, yeah he, he literally he's, he's, just retired. Yeah, he's 84 years old. Oh my gosh. Yeah, he's what did they do to him? Why is he, he called retired? That's his retirement pleasurable activity. What else is he going to fucking do? He's retired. He's bored. Go play golf. I know, right? 
All right, y'all. There is a home run derby to watch. Yes. All right. So. Um, going by my Twitter timeline, it is unwatchable garbage. Oh, <laughs> all right. I'm, I'm sure it is. Thank God. Um, the home run derby is the only good part of the All Star game, and the next person who tells me that we should have a bunt derby, I'm going to find you and poop <laughs> on your porch. <laughs> <laughs> Jake oh. started that. I know. Now it's catchy. Uh-oh. I have like four, I've had like four people at me. Colleen, when does the butt, butt derby start? I'm just- oh my God. Yeah. The butt derby needs to be a thing. Well, I, no. Adam Engel, you oh, need to Lord. start saving up your poop, Colleen. <laughs> Start now. I, well, I got Riley. Riley poops like it's his job, even though he's 13. Well, he's 13, so that's probably why. <sighs> All right. We've Stop covered it. snake and poop talk. See yes. everybody next See ya. time. Signing off. Goodbye, Bye. lovers. Bye. For now. <laughs>